0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. All right, right out of the gate, you got to be like, Bill, why are you so fucking subdued? Where's that energy that I need to get my Thursday while I live my best life going? Well, it's like 530 in the fucking morning, right? So maybe you're thinking, hey, Bill. Why are you up so early? Or maybe you're not thinking that. Maybe I'm so fucking self-involved that I think that you give a fuck what I'm doing. I got some acting work, so uh, tough acting, ten acting. I got some acting work, Abe, and uh, the shit always starts really early. Uh, I can't tell you what I'm doing. I can't tell you. I, I always tell you the role, though. I'm playing a cop, you know, because what else am I going to play? All right, cop, fireman, confused, ginger. I'm very limited. So it's just a quickie couple of day thing here um, that I've been doing. Um, Spread out over a couple of weeks or whatever. You know, yesterday was the first day, you know. It was all action. Chasing this fucking guy down this goddamn alley. They had me running like fucking T.J. Hooker. You guys ever watch T.J. Hooker? I don't think in the history of television there's ever been a fucking actor of a certain age that ran more, that ran further distances in an episode of television. He has that record and and overall on the series than William Shatner when he was on T.J. Hooker. They used to have this poor guy, and he was like in his 50s, I think, when he did T.J. Hooker, right? They used to have this guy start like 50 yards away, I know I've talked about this before, and they would show him, and he would have to run all the way to the camera. And just when you thought that was done, then they did the reverse shot, and he ran another 50 yards, just hauling ass in cop shoes with that fucking utility belt on. Um, I always respected the man for that, not when I was younger. I just thought he was the man. And then I you know, got into my 30s, and I'd still watch T.J. Hooker, and I was like, I can't even run like that now in my 30s. Well, yesterday at 51, they had me fucking doing that, running probably one eighth what William Shatner did. No Billy Freckles went right home. He got into a bath of Epsom salt, and I feel like a million dollars. Come on in. And I feel like a million bucks. I'm in my little room here. Hey, what's going on? I'm doing my podcast here. Those are the sides. Yeah, these are the sides. All right, cool. All right. Thank you. Okay. Well, just makeup. No hair, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, extra, makeup. extra makeup. Paint my head. Um, all right. I guess I'm going to have to do this in fucking spurts here. Um, so the podcast, as you know, by the time you're listening to it, it's obviously a little bit late. So um, all right. That's it. Oh, freckles. Hey, you know what I watched? I'm going to talk about when I get back. I watched on Netflix. Everybody's telling me about this documentary. Like, Dude, you got to go see. You got to watch Game Changers. All right, now, Game Changers, just to let you know, it's about game-changing athletes in their respective sports, and um, it's about changing your diet. So this is yet another thing claiming, you know, the vegan, you know, whatever way is ready. I already hear a bunch of guys like, oh, give me a fucking break. You're going you gonna to be on that fairy diet eating salads? Um just just watch it. See what you think. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. But they're trying to claim, these people are trying to claim that uh, that as far as, you know, they say, you know, how my whole life they said, you know, if you want to complete protein, you know, you got to eat an animal. Something has to die if you want to complete protein. All right? If you're me, that's a cow or a chicken. If you're Jeffrey Dahmer, it's uh, some sort of street kid. All right? Now, everybody gets their protein from a different place, but this thing is trying to claim that animals are just the fucking middleman. How do these cops put their fucking stupid-ass boots on every goddamn day? No wonder they're in such a bad mood, fucking slapping around housewives for running a red light. Um, Anyway, so they're trying to claim that, you know, all you're eating is... That the animal is the middleman. That the animal got its protein from the plants and shit that it was eating. I don't fucking know. So I watched this shit, and I'm seeing all these absolutely shredded, jacked people. I'm like, wow, man, these people eat vegetarian? Wow. And they're showing what happens to your blood and all that stuff. So I watched this whole fucking thing. And in the end, what do I do? I got to cross-check it, right? So I fucking go on the internet and what you know second i bring it up all these doctors here's what that documentary missed it's like you know what go fuck yourself okay i just hope in my lifetime i know is an egg good for me or is it bad for me because when i was a kid it was good then it became bad then you had to eat the fucking egg whites right then it became good again and now it's becoming bad again and, and then they're sort of like i think all these fucking food cunts Out there, whatever the fuck they're selling, they're telling you that that's what the fuck you want to eat. And then they shit all over something else. And the whole time I'm watching this, trying to figure out what the diet is, I just hear my mother's voice screaming over the argument, as she always does at home. Everything in moderation. (laughs) Drives me nuts, but I I know she's right. All right, there's the first six minutes. I got to go fucking put on a utility belt. And run like William Shatner after a perp. All right, bye. All right, I'm back. (laughs) And just like that, it's, I don't know, um, about eight hours later, maybe seven and a half hours later, a shooting. Oh, Billy Freckles. Easy today. No running. No running today for Freckles. Little interrogation room. I guess we caught the perp yesterday, and that goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. Uh, procedural show. Um, anyway, so that's it. Eight hours done, another eight to go. You know, four hours sleep, and then I got my last day in this fucking thing. That's how it works. That's how it works. All right? For all you kiddos out there. For all you kiddos out there dreaming, dreaming of getting acting work. That's how it works. Sixteen uh, 14, 6, 12, 14, 16, something like that. One of those one of those even numbers each day. And then uh, you know, and then you go home and then you come back and then you do it again. And then you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then you just do it and then it's over, and then you're kinda of sad, like I was kind of, you know, getting to know those people. And then the whole fucking thing ends. Uh I tell you what's gonna end this Sunday. Two things are gonna end. Okay, the NFL football season and the hopes and dreams of the fans of your, who's he going with, Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think you guys got a shot in hell to win on Sunday. I just don't. I think that defense is going to shut you the fuck down, and then their offense will eventually wear you down. I think that that's what's going to happen. You know, Garoppolo showed signs of uh capabilities there then he got hurt I don't know what's going on but you know we'll see I think I just I don't think you guys are gonna fucking win and I've been betting against you all right and I'm a Patriots fan so not only in this one season would you get to see my the Patriots lose you'd also get to see the Kansas City City shitty Kansas City Chiefs win and then I would lose a couple hundred bucks Betting against you. I'm not rooting against people of Kansas City. I'll be happy as hell if you if you you know if you win the fucking thing. I just don't think you're gonna. That's all. I gotta shut my fucking cell phone off here. I love somebody sorry to bug you. Well then don't. You know? What the fuck? Um anyway. Plow ink ahead. I um Yeah, I just think that uh Sherman's going to shut down that f- side of the field. I don't know how it works. I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I would think that they would put him on uh, whatever his fucking Kendrick Hill. What the hell's his name? Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, whatever the hell his name is. Number 10. I think he's going to shut him down. And uh, then I think that lunatic who pretends like he's waving the flag to get back to the guy who wears too much eyeshadow on the Browns. Um, I think he's going to be a fucking problem. I just think their defense is going to be a fucking problem. Okay? Their defense is going to be a problem, and Kansas City's defense is a problem. So then what happens is, is then San Francisco's offense stays on the field. All right? And they get themselves into a rhythm. Bump, don't, don't, get down, to bump, bump, whatever the fuck they're going to they, And eventually, Kansas City's going to break. Their defense is going to break and they're going to start scoring, and somewhere around, I don't know, I don't know, I think the beginning of the fourth quarter, they start to run downhill a little bit. But never underestimate the fact that I, I am a firm believer that it is against the rules for one team to go up by more than two scores. Um, or at the very least, they change the game enough where that is practically impossible with two evenly matched Matched up teams like back in the day. I mean, there was like a the Super Bowl was like a blowout for like a decade in a row. Well, when was that, Bill? All right. I'll tell you. Let's let's start with uh, the Steelers. Like the Steelers Cowboys. 78 was a great fucking game. All right. 79. And then 80 had the Raiders. They played the Eagles. That thing, you know, Rod Martin picked off three. But the fucking thing was Kenny King goes 80 yards on a fucking screen pass. The shit was over. Then 81 was the 49ers versus the Bengals. Joe Montana, Bill Walsh versus the fucking Bengals. You know, that one wasn't too, too bad. Then who came next? Oh, the Redskins during the strike-shortened season. They played the Dolphins with, like, Don Strock and Ron Woodley. That wasn't a good game. Uh, that was the John Riggins broke that game open with the sweep. Jesus Christ, we're going with my memory here. And then the next year uh then the fucking raiders with lester hayes and the Stick'em. they've kicked the shit out of the uh out of the redskins and then the 49ers came back and fulton walter returned that kickoff for a touchdown dan marino we're thinking it's going ah, it's over and the bears mopped the floor with the patriots the worst fucking super bowl loss of all time 46 to 10 i believe And then the Giants fucking kicked the shit out of the Broncos. And then the Redskins kicked the shit out of the Broncos. And then the 49ers kicked the shit. No, that was a good one. John Taylor. That one came down. But all of those were fucking blowouts. And then the very next year, the fucking 49ers kicked the shit out of the Broncos, like 55 to 10. So the Patriots only held that awful record for four years. And then it was the Bills. Close game against the Giants. I don't even remember the Redskins game. And then they got fucking ass raped by the fucking Cowboys two years in a row. And then the uh, 49ers went up against what? The Chargers. That game sucked. And then the Cowboys played the Steelers with Neil, uh, Neil O'Donnell. That game sucked. Then the Patriots versus Green Bay. I was at that game, and that game was good until, what's his face? Was it Desmond Howard? Somebody from Michigan fucking ran the ball back. And then that game sucked. Uh, Then the fucking Broncos played the Falcons, and someone on the Falcons got a hooker, and that fucked them up. So that game sucked. Then what'd you have? You had the fucking Titans versus the Rams. That was a great one. Then the Ravens beat somebody. The Giants, that game sucked. Patriots beat the Rams. That was an exciting game. Then the next year was Tampa versus the Raiders. Somebody in the Raiders, uh, he thought he already won the Super Bowl, started partying, he had a mental breakdown. That game sucked. Bill, you're kind of defeating your thing here. Then all of a sudden they just became Games. Right? 99, 2000, those were great games. And then, no, 99, 2001, 2003, 2004. uh, The Steelers won when they played the fucking Seahawks. That one sucked. Then the Colts won. That one sucked. And then the fucking Giants beat the the undefeated Patriots. That thing went fucking back and forth. That was a great game. Then it was just like great games. I think somewhere in there, somewhere in the 2000s, they changed the fucking rules. And I don't know. It it was just so offense. Offense f- uh, friendly. Don't touch them. Don't look at them after five yards. Go easy on the quarterback. All of that fucking horse shit, You know, I don't know. They tried to balance it out by trying to fucking overanalyze what the fuck was a catch or not. But I don't know. Um, anyway, plowing ahead here. Yeah, I just think. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to beat them. It's going to be a close game, but I just, I just think the 49ers are going to beat them. Because in the end, it's going to come down to defense, and I just don't think that – I just think the 49ers have a better defense. That's it. All right? I saw many, many a great quarterback not win Super Bowls with high-powered offenses and three-quarter defenses. All right? Now, I'm an old man, and the rules of the game have changed. So maybe now you can go in there. Maybe now offense wins championships. Hey, Bill, maybe now you could shut the fuck up. All right, all right, I'll shut up. That's, that's my Super Bowl analysis, all right? Um, no, I have not smoked a cigar, if you're wondering. I'm still going. I'm two weeks in, and now I don't even think about him anymore, and now that's, it's just like it's another person. That's all I need. I need about fucking two to three weeks, and then it's just like, I don't want to fucking do that again. Although today, when I was sitting on set waiting, I'd be like, you know it would be great if I was a fucking character actor in the 70s? I could probably smoke inside this studio, Next to a child actor. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing smoke in his face while I fucking ran lines with him. Um anyway, um I wanna thank everybody that came out to the uh the the eighth annual. I said it was the ninth. Um it's the ninth annual since he died. Uh nine years since he died, a little over nine years, but it was the eighth annual. Um Tres O'Neill comedy benefit might have been our strongest lineup of all time. It just fucking murderers row. Everybody fucking murdered. All right. I want to thank everybody, you know, who came down and did it. And Maureen Tarrant for putting the whole fucking thing together. It was awesome. And then the stand for hooking us up um, after with a place to stay. It was just, you know, great after party there. It was just fucking awesome. Um just a great positive, positive night, you know. All the proceeds go to his loved ones. It's always such a great thing. It's always good to see everybody too. So uh and it was also a great mix of comics too. I thought guys that knew him, men and women that knew him and then like newer people that were fucking influenced by him. Um, got to work with them, open with Forum. Everybody we was telling Patrice stories as always. It's just a fucking, uh, just a great, 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 great time. So thank you to everybody who came out. Um, And that's it. We'll do it again next year. We're already up, can't believe it, all the way up to nine years. So anyway, um, Old Man Freckles did, um, oh, and thank you to everybody at the New York City Center too. Um, um, Yeah, so yesterday, doing this stupid running down the fucking alley thing, right? Full speed, just fucking running, right? And I'm just like, there is no fucking way I'm not going to get hurt. I just kept stretching and stretching and stretching and stretching. And, and uh, you know, back in the day, it used to be the next day, I felt it when I woke up in the morning. But this one, as I was like walking off set, going to my car, I was like, oh, no, like my legs... Thighs, my pasty fucking thighs felt like fucking lead, and uh, but I was smart my old age. I went home and drew a bath, piping hot bath, and just poured it full of Epsom salt and just sat in that fucker for 20 minutes, you know, letting the blood flow through the muscles and all of that shit, and then uh, then I iced my shoulder. And I woke up this morning, I, I had an early call, I felt like a fucking million bucks. Epsom salt, everybody. Everybody trying to do, you know, all these shaker weight fucking things on you, whatever the fuck people do, right? Um, oh, and also the foam roller. Big believer in that. But uh, yeah, I believe in all of that shit. You know what else I believe in? I believe in stuntmen. Okay. I do that all the fucking time. They always be like, Bill, you want to do this? You want, you want, you're you double to do it. And I'm always just like, dude, I am reverse Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know, he wants to be glued to the side of a fucking airplane. I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm also reverse him as far as how much box office I bring in. Oh, that was a twofer. Come on, Bill, have a little more faith in yourself. Um, yeah, I am a big, big, big believer in stuntmen. <laughs> Anytime. Hey, Bill, do you want to, no, go ahead, have the other guy do it. I'll fucking sit here and check the scores. Fucking going out there, hurting myself, pretending to do something. Why would I do that? There's a job for that. It's called the stuntman. You can fucking do it, man. I got, I got no, I got no fucking business doing that shit, all right? When I was younger, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, maybe, But even then, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten fucking hurt doing shit. I remember a long time ago, uh, I'm not going to say the show, but we were doing a sketch and there was a big fight scene and they didn't even choreograph the shit out. It was the first time I fucked up my shoulder. We fucking did, you know, bang, 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 came in, you know. I go down on the ground and then my buddy was getting knocked out and he was falling down. And for some dumb reason, I just reached up to catch him with my arm, just put it straight up like that. I don't know what the fuck I did, but it was the back of my uh, my shoulder blade. That's one of your fucking... Rot- is it rotor cuff or rotator? Rotor is the brake, right? <laughs> the thing that the brake, the brake pads squeeze on. Rotator cuff? Retoratory cuff? I don't know what it was, but it fucking hurt like hell. Uh, but I was young, and I went, and this fucking... It was the first time I have had a dude give me a massage, and I was uncomfortable for five seconds until he started doing what he was doing, and then I was so focused on the pain... It didn't matter. And he was like going, I'm going to do this thing that separates the muscle from the bone. And I'm like, uh, how, how does it reattach there? Uh, ah! <laughs> that was it. That and a little bit of ice. And I was good as new. Rehab. I was in my 20s. Fucking rehab. Rehab in your 20s. Is, or, or uh, Maybe not your 20s, but a little bit younger than that. Rehab in your teens is walking it off. I was thinking about that, you know, just how fun, like how much I had to stretch just so I could run. And when you're just a kid, you just ran everywhere. Hey, let's go in the living room. All every kid got up and just ran in there. You ran every like the your fucking cardio was ridiculous. I don't think your metabolism slows down as you get older. I just think you stop running everywhere. If you look at these these kids, that's all they fucking do. They get up, they run here, they run over there. You know? One of the things that kills me about my daughter is I I can't like just hang out and like you know hold her. She comes like hey give me a hug and like it's like half a second then she like takes off. The only time she lets me hold her is if she hurts herself or for watching TV. And I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't do a lot of the screen time. You know, a friend of ours sent us this thing early on about how um, these kids today. oh I'll tell you these kids today. When they go to school, after all the screen time that they've watched, iPads, tablets, whatever you call them, video games, and all of that shit, they are so fucking visually stimulated, used to that, that when you go to the, sit down in a classroom, like, Hi, my name is Mrs. Mrs. Sullivan, and I will be teaching you. They're just like, they just they can't handle it. They're trying to find a fast-forward button. So um, I'm trying to avoid... Uh, my kid from becoming like me, which I probably watch too much TV with the fucking ADD and shit like that. I don't know. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the right fucking thing is. I told you guys, I watched that game changes, right? And, uh, so I've been trying to eat more of a plant-based diet or whatever. I'll see how I feel, you know? I don't know but it's so stupid. I'm doing what every fucking vegan does in the beginning or vegetarian does, is you go, okay, I'm going to stop reading meat, but I'm uh, eating meat, but I'm not going to read anything about nutrition. (laughs) That's fucking dumb. So, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go mainly, you know, plant-based. I'm so sick of hearing that. Or whatever, that type of shit. And then, uh, I'll have the occasional, you know, pork chop or some shit. I think I'll do that you know, I don't know, I'm still a of uh but I will do this, if I was ever to convert to 100% fucking that vegan shit, there is no goddamn way I would fucking give anybody shit for uh, eating a steak or something like that, you know what I mean, I'm big, you don't push your shit on other fucking people, other than your Super Bowl puk- pick, 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 pick um all right speaking of this shit they're gonna call me back on set here for fucking five seconds oh hollywood bill we get it bill you get an acting gig oh really are you on set you freckled cunt all right sorry uh indochino some reads here indochino uh how does wearing a suit make you feel well you know when i wear a suit i feel you know something i feel like i know stuff you know what i mean i feel like i'm about to to waltz into a courtroom and get somebody off a death row all right If I just wear sweatpants and a t-shirt, I just feel comfortable and unmotivated. Uh, With Indochino, it's all about you. You get to choose from hundreds of high-quality suit fabrics to pick the color, pattern, and weight you like best. Then, you choose all the personal touches. This is what I like, including your lining, lapel, and your monogram. The customizations are all your choice, and there's no extra cost. You know, everything looks the same. You know, you buy a shirt, you think you're the only person who bought it, then you see another fucking asshole wearing it. Look at this. What's the odds somebody's going to pick the exact same lining, lapel, and monogram? Huh? Your robot replacement. That's when you know they're coming through the door. All right. Um, Your suit is made to your exact measurements, so you end up with a perfect fit for the shape of your body. Indochino also sells custom shirts, coats, and chinos, so you get a full custom... Uh, wardrobe. They have showrooms across North America, America where one of their style guides can take your measurements and walk you through the process. Or you can do it all from home at Indochino.com Right now, get an extra $30 off any purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Burr. B-U-R-R at checkout plus shipping is free. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com Oh. Promo code Burr for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. High quality custom suits for an off-the-rack price. Oh, look who's next. Oh, Max. Oh, Max, you know what? Living with chronic pain is the worst. Um, it's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Yeah, it affects your disposition and how short you are with the people you love. Uh, many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from la- relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now, or maybe like me for a few years with my friggin' shoulders and hasn't improved with any of the treatments uh, they've tried. Uh, yeah, you guys have been listening to the podcast. I first had a problem with my right shoulder, and now I got a problem. I, I fixed that one, you know, rehabbed it, and now I got my left shoulder. Um, and right here, this is what's been helping me and my left shoulder heal quicker. Uh, enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the Natural Breakthrough Pain Relief Solution cryo CBD Roll-On developed by Omax Health. This is non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on. is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscles and joint flexibility i used this shit last night this is a this is a personal testimony i used it last night and my shoulder felt amazing in the morning because i was i was actually depressed thinking i was like oh fuck i have to go all the way back to like resting the shoulder keeping it moving so it doesn't freeze up and then fucking go back to rehab but uh fortunately um i lucked out i didn't tweak as much as i did and then i used the the omax here And I had no pain when I woke up, man. Uh, And guess what? I was in a good mood, and I made my wife laugh, even though she was still sleeping kind of when I woke up so early. Uh, The best part is this is 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application. And relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the -the over-the-counter products. Um, Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. I'm telling you, this shit actually works believe it or not. And it's super easy. It's a roll-on. Whatever it hurts, you fucking you roll it on, you're good. Uh, this discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com, O-M-A-X health.com today and enter the code BURR, B-U-R-R, that is omaxhealth.com and enter code BURR to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. Um, and go Look at the product reviews. They've got 95% five-star reviews. I give them a five-star also. Uh, page that, after page of customers saying they've tried everything at Omax Cryo Freeze is so good, they are now buying it for their family and their friends. I got a buddy of mine has been riding motorcycles for years. His clutch hand was fucking killing him. He fucking rolls it on. He's all good. Um, simply roll it over wherever it hurts, ice out the pain, no messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of the other products. CryoFreeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter code BURR to get 20% off CryoFreeze. I'm telling you the product is the real deal. Go to omaxhealth.com and enter BURR uh, to get 20% off site-wide. All right, there you go. The reads are done. Um... All right, plowing ahead here. How much? What? They're going to call me back fucking soon. Is that what's going to happen here? Is that what's going to happen here? All right, well, I've almost done my required 30 minutes here. Um, all right, so, hey, I'm I'm picking the fucking the 49ers. I think a lot of people are betting money on the Chiefs that are outside the Bay Area, okay? I think everybody's thinking, oh, my God, that fucking Patrick Mahomes. When he throws it out to Tyreek Hill, oh, Jesus Christ. And then Kelsey, once he, you know, once he drops the first three and then he finally catches one and fucking does a Soul Train dance for 20 minutes and he gets it going, all right? There's just going to be no stopping him. And everybody wants Andy Reid, the Wilford Brimley of coaches. You know, this is his cocoon. Is he going to cannonball into, the, into a pool of victory? Champagne? Huh? Or are the 49ers going to drain that pool at night? over four quarters and send that mustachioed son of a bitch back to Kansas city with tears streaming down his face and molasses based barbecue sauce in his stash. You find out on Sunday. I have no idea who's going to win. I think it's going to be the 49ers. That is my guarantee. They're going to win. Put your money on the 49ers. Take the point. Give the point. I don't give a fuck. Um, I like the 49ers. The fucking Kansas City didn't play shit in the playoffs. They played the fucking Texans in a wildcard team. Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm a stand-up comedian. I just pretended to be a cop the last two days. I ran more than I've ran in the last two decades. I took a fucking Epsom salt bath, and I feel good today. What else more do you need in your Super Bowl pick, huh? Uh, Good luck to everybody with the gambling. Uh, good luck to everybody. If you're watching a, a game with a bunch of broads in the room who don't give a fuck and are talking, and, and by broads I also mean fucking guys who don't watch sports, you know, broads, right? And they're going to run their yaps during the game and shut up during the commercial, as always. Uh, breaking a little bit of a rule here, I am going to a Super Bowl party. I usually don't do that, but you know, every couple of years I got to be social, right? You know, my my wife such a she's such a great person. She wants to see other people. She just doesn't want you know. She doesn't want to see, like, you know, me, you know, my whole fucking thing. So I'm going to be a good guy. I'm trying to be a better guy this decade. All right? Trying to strip another layer off the fucking eggshell, whatever those fucking idiots say. Um, Anyways, all right, that's the podcast. Please enjoy the music from Andrew Themelis, and we have a bonus half-hour special. Special? Bonus half-hour episode, I should say, of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a Thursday a couple of years ago, a couple of months ago. I don't know how it works. All right. Uh, Have a great weekend, you cunts, and I will see you on Monday. Why the fuck is it only in one ear? What the fuck is with this? I swear to God. You know what? I'm putting it out there. I want I want an assistant. Alright? And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm good with computers. Fuck you and your computers. I want another I want a whole other level. I'm putting this out to the fucking CIA. I want a goddamn clone to start doing this. A clone who's funny. And knows how to work this shit. Why is it only in one fucking ear? Hello. Hey. What's going on? All right. Fuck it. We're going to roll with it. Oh, you know what, Bill? You could stop and listen back to it to see if it sounds okay. You could do that. You know? Do you have that ability? Or do you just plow through regardless of whether it's working for you in life or not? I think this is a reoccurring theme. What's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 30th, 2012. Um, as you can see, I'm a little little bit grumpy, kind of in a grumpy mood, despite the fact I finally have a chair down here in this room. Is it really going to cut in and out like this? Oh, I see. It's the headphone wire. So everything else is fine, right? Is that what it is? Looks like I need some new fucking headphones, mate. Come on, man. Don't fucking do this to me. The whole fucking podcast, I'm really going to sit here and feel like I'm underwater. Let's see if we just do it like that. What if we move it over here? Can you believe this passes off as a fucking podcast that you guys are actually listening to me? Doing the sound check. Right there. There's a minute 45, you'll never get back. I just figured I'd say that before somebody emailed it to me. You know, with with you know hashtag epic fail. You know, somehow they never feel like their level of failure. The fact that you would actually sit here and listen to this horseshit. Um Hey, speaking of failure, I actually went onto YouTube. And I know these. everybody's seen these a zillion times. You know what I love? I love those compilation, uh, you know, fail videos of 2010, 2011. And I I was watching those last night, just laughing my ass off, just having a good time. Were you, Bill? Is there any that you can remember? Not really. A lot of face plants. A lot of people taking it in the nuts. And uh, I'll tell you, I can't believe what it takes to break your fucking neck because everybody was, like, doing backflips and then, like, water skiing on their face, like landing on their face and sliding three feet (laughs) on their face. And you're thinking, there's no way that guy's getting up. And every time they get, they get right back up. This is something that I've noticed about the ladies is a lot of them. Because they spent their whole fucking lives trying to attract a man who invariably is going to disappoint them because he's a fucking idiot because he has a dick, right? They spend so much time poofing their hair and painting up their goddamn faces, you know, like some kabuki clown getting out of a goddamn Volkswagen that they a lot of them have the coordination of like a three-year-old. You know, I'm not talking about the athletic ones, the ones that throw like dudes, you know, have a little grunt in there. You get a new girlfriend you didn't realize. Yeah, you played high school softball. Oh, that's cool. Let's go outside and play catch. Right. She's you see it. She's already fucking amped up. You know, she gets out there. She's got that look in her eye. Her fucking nipples are hard. She's ready to go. And you're out there going, oh, you know, it's a lady. Let's let's be easy. So you toss her one. You know, borderline under underhanded trying to respect her vajayjay, right? She's got a vagina, not too hard. You lob it over to her and then she throws it back and brrr, gets a little grunt in there. Pops your mitt, makes your hand sting a little bit. Makes you a little bit nervous, right? The fuck am I going with that? I'm not talking about women like that. I'm talking about... You know, the oh, my God, you guys, that's so mean. <gasps> look at the Christmas lights. Oh, I love Christmas. Ooh, look at the doggy. That girl. Those, when they fall off fucking tables or whatever the fuck it is, or they're, they're going on rope swings, like when they fall, they look like a fucking toddler. You know, like toddlers don't realize. They, they don't know enough to put their hands out to protect their face. Or they just fall like a fucking sack of potatoes. Those are my favorite videos. Because it's usually good-looking women. You know, they're good-looking. So they know that all they got to do is just do that kabuki thing. If every day they just fucking wake up, take one of those giant powdered things and slam their face with it, paint their lips red like a goddamn bullseye, that, you know, much to a lot of people's chagrin, most of their dreams are going to come true. Are they going to come true? You know, what is with the red lipstick, everybody? I used to think it was because your lips are, you know, sort of a red, but it's a muted red. You know, it's an old school TV red, as opposed to the high def HD fucking uh, stick your dick in here red that the lipstick is. You know, I don't. I'm officially an old bastard. You know, this is this is when you and and for all you youngsters out there, this is when you 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 you're gonna know that you're old. First of all, you're gonna stutter uncontrollably <laughs> for no apparent reason. But beyond that, this is how you're going to know you're old, is when you get to that age where you can't tell if somebody is a hooker or if they work at the basically like a library or something. Ha, God damn it, I should have a better example. I can't tell the difference between a girl going out to the club or a girl walking down the street sucking dick for 20 bucks a pop. You know? Because I've been old long enough that, you know, my idea of what a whore is, the whores of my generation already have kids who are like 18, 19, 20 years of age. All right? So now they're rebelling against their whore of a mother from the 80s, early 90s. So they have to outdo what she did. And in the process, they dress like hookers dressed when I was coming of age. I'm telling you, when I'm out here and I drive down Hollywood Boulevard where all the club scene is, you know. Gee, Bill, why do you go that way? There's all kinds of traffic because I want to look at the ladies, right? They're all out there. I'll tell you what's in now. Thick thighs. Thank God. About fucking time. When I, when I was a kid, like women, they all had those skinny fucking legs. You know, those little chihuahua legs. You know, in their fucking mustard-colored pumps from the 80s. Remember those girls? Now, all of a sudden, it looks like this whole generation has been doing squats. It's looking pretty good to me. So, anyways, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, I was talking about why I was, uh... I mean, I have no idea where that thought came from. How the fuck did I end up on mustard pumps? I can't back it up. My brain doesn't go that way. You know? I just have to keep going forward, which is why I'm sitting here with the podcast only going into my left ear and not my right ear. But you know what? I'm not like you feel bad for me, but you know what? I, I this has been a problem. This has been a reoccurring fucking problem, and all I do is wiggle the wires every week and be like, "Okay, now it's working." You know, knowing full fucking well that something bad's going to happen. It's like ignoring the fact that you know the check engine light just came on. Um, oh, guys. You know, I told you I bought a truck last week. I took the fucking driver's side mirror off, trying to back it into my fucking garage at 2 in the morning. Trying to back this thing, coming down the fucking thing. And, And my driveway looks like, it looks like nine people built it and had like fucking 12 different ideas. And the garage is built, you know, this house is old, so the garage is built for like a fucking Model T Ford, So it's skinny and really high. So I have no problem with the truck fitting in (laughs) from the the ground to the roof. But on the side, I got like a coat of paint. And everybody who's come in going, dude, I don't know how the fuck you're backing that thing in here. And I'm like, well, you know, I go real slow and blah, blah, blah. But I came down at night. I was driving in at night. I was tired. And I didn't flip the garage light on. And I started backing up going, ah, fuck, I didn't flip the garage light on. I was like, ah, fuck it. I got this. Right? I got this. I got the reverse lights. And my truck is also a stick shift. So I got... Like, and and this, this is the degree of difficulty, all right? It tapers down like a funnel, except not equally. You understand? Like one's coming in... Say one's coming in at a 30-degree angle. The other's coming in... Like the other side comes in at like a 45-degree angle. It's the most fucked-up f- driveway... I hate the fucking driveway, all right? I said it. I fucking hate it. I sit there fantasizing, figuring out how the fuck I can fix it. And there's no way to fix it because I live in a city and right next door is my neighbor's property. There's nothing I can fucking do. Oh, did I mention it also goes down at like a 45-degree angle and I have a stick shift. So when you get down to the bottom, obviously, you know, there could be a water issue. So they have this little like U-shaped thing for the water to collect in that's about a foot and a half, two feet wide. And then it goes back up again, and it's really steep. So the thing is, as I back in, right as you get to the garage doors, right where I'm starting to have a coat of paint, then I got to hit the gas again, let out the clutch to get it up and over that, and I thought I was okay, and I just clipped a mirror, and it fucking snapped right off. And it landed right underneath the truck. And I'm sitting there. It's 2 in the morning. I can't wake up, Nia. I know the fucking mirror's under the truck. I'm just – and I can't get out because I can't open the doors on either side. It's that fucking tight. So now I'm just going like, all right, please, God, don't let it be underneath the truck. Maybe I'll luck out. And I pull out and just hear, (laughs) and I fucking drove over the mirror. And I'm absolutely sick about it until I picked up the mirror because I thought it was the originals. And it was this plastic piece of shit. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I can fix this. It's a couple of screws. Maybe I can go to a junkyard and get the originals. Okay. So something positive came out of it. So fucking mad at myself. I should have just drove in. You know what you know why it happened? Because I was being a fucking bitch. Because my truck is so loud. I've been I've been pulling it in straight. All right? Because uh because it's a pain in the ass to back in. Because I had a couple of moments where I almost fucking took off the mirror. So I've been driving it in straight, but the thing is is when I go to back it out, the problem is is, you know. The engine's a little cold. I sit there. I got to warm it up, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to go up that 45-degree angle, and the thing's going to fucking stall out. So I got to give it a lot of gas. And it's the loudest. It just goes, blah, 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 as I'm going up the fucking back, dry- back of the driveway, right? Sorry about the phone. And there's always my fucking neighbors peeking out the window with their noses all wrinkled up. So I'm like, all right, I'm the new guy in town. I don't want to piss these fucking people off, you know? So let me back in it, cause then you know I, I just feel like I got more control when I'm driving straight out because I can see where the fuck I'm going. You know when I'm backing that bitch up and I don't I don't want it to stall out. I gotta fly up the fucking driveway, but go at a speed that in case somebody's coming down the sidewalk, I don't fucking run them over because my driveway's so steep I can't even fucking see them. All the way up. So what, So why do I fucking go to back and in? What the fuck? These fucking motherfuckers. You know what? My goddamn phone never rings. The first week, I got it down here to the side. It's going to ring every five seconds. So anyway, so the reason why, basically, this is what I have, this is what's killing me as a guy. Because I said, you know, it's a plastic piece of shit fucking mirror. Who gives a fuck? I'm going to get the, I'm going to somehow find the originals, okay? What's pissing me off is that the reason I have to do this is because I was concerned about what my fucking neighbors thought. I didn't want people to look at me with wrinkled noses at my age. How pathetic is that? Is it illegal to have a loud car? I guess maybe it is. I don't know. I was just trying to be a fucking nice guy. I don't fucking know. It's annoying the hell out of me. I I give up. So if anybody knows where to find some uh, F-100 parts uh, for a 68, You know, if you got a good place where I can find something like that, please give me the heads up. All right? I'd love you forever. I want to try to get the original ones that were made out of fucking metal and probably would have taken out my garage doors as opposed to tapping out like that. I was going like half a mile an hour, and the side view mirror just went, oh, and fell off the fucking truck. (laughs) You know what? I'm glad it fell off. It's not fucking manly enough to be on that bitch. There you go. And expose the one on the other side too. Ah, Christ, I'm sick. Anyways, so I'm in a grumpy-ass mood already. And you know why? Because I actually got up at like 5 in the morning to call in the wonderful Opie and Anthony program. You know? had to call them up because uh, I got some gigs coming up in Jersey. That's what it is. So I went on there. And it only should have been like a 10-minute phone call, but I was having so, so much fun, I stayed on for like an hour and a half. So uh, I was up from 5 a.m. my time to 6.30, and then went back to bed. I don't know. I'm a mess this week, so I don't even know, you know. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. We decided to have a fucking uh, party for a new place. You know, you think that was my idea? Do you think it was my idea to have a bunch of strangers come into the fucking house? I'll have people over. That's what I do. Hey, you want to come over and watch the game? Nine people that I know, right, have all your fucking phone numbers. You know, Nia is a more open person. So she's like, let's have a party. All right. So, we, so she goes, invite your friends. So I'm all right. So, you know, I got, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy. I don't have a bunch of friends. Okay. I got six good friends, four that I could really trust. You know, it's about it. <laughs> At least out here. Then I overhear Nia talking to her mom about all excited about the party. And she's like, yeah, I sent it out on Facebook. And I was just like, oh, my God, did I just invite 110 people? And my heart literally sank going, please tell me you didn't just invite 110 fucking people. She's like, don't worry, they're not all going to show up. It's like, yeah, but like a third will. And then they're going to bring people that you don't even fucking know. And that's exactly what happened. It was a fucking great party. I'm not going to lie to you, but I got to admit, like, I got to learn how to. I I thought I was going to be a good host. I was and I wasn't. I was all right with the people I knew, but the people I didn't know. uh, Actually, most of them were all right, but there were a couple of them. I just said there's something fucking annoying about somebody you don't know sitting on your goddamn couch, you know, eating your food, drinking your booze. You're like, "Who who the fuck are you? And somebody else was laying down on the floor. I felt like the kid's dad. I want to be like, get him, get a fucking job. All right, it's over. You're 26, you fucking bum. So anyway, so the party's going great. And uh, I'm basically the whole time, you know, not drinking too much, but I'm standing by the front door because that's the only way out. All right, and nobody's walking out with any of my shit, right? I'm acting basically like Psycho in fucking stripes. It's how I am. It's how I'm wired. All right? So uh fucking three-quarters of the way through the party. Everything's going great. And I'm like, wow, this is – you know what I forgot? I forgot I'm not 21 anymore. I'm fucking 43. All my friends are adults, and everybody's drinking responsibly. And no one's really hammered. Nothing got broken. Everything's cool. So start. just as I was starting to relax, some kid comes up to me. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, you own the house? And I'm like, well, the bank owns it. I'm fucking paying it off. What can I do for you? <laughs> and he's like – uh yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but uh, I used the bathroom downstairs, and uh, it's clogged now, and I was wondering if he had a plunger. And I was like, yeah, I do have a plunger. I got a plunger right here in the upstairs bathroom. So I give it to the guy, and I, and I say, hey, man, I appreciate your honesty. He goes, no problem. He goes downstairs. He takes care of it, comes back. He Once again, he goes, he goes sorry about that. I said, not at all. Not at all. What the fuck? It's a toilet, you know? Clogs up every once in a while, but I appreciate appreciate your honesty, you know, because that would have been nasty. Good for you, right? So uh, another couple hours goes by, the party ends, and there's like one straggler left. And I tell the story to me. I'm like, you know, what a good gu- what a good guy, what a good shit, no pun intended. You know, he could have left it in there, and then the you know the party. I come walking in, my fucking bathroom looks like a goddamn Port Authority bus station toilet. You know, so I was psyched. So, so, one of the stragglers at the party goes, Yeah, he goes, I saw that whole thing go down. That's not exactly how it went down. I'm like, What are you talking about? He goes, He goes, It wasn't him that was in the bathroom. And I go, Who was it? He goes, It was his girlfriend. <laughs> Some lady took a dump of a magnitude that it wouldn't go down the toilet. So now she's in there panicking and this is when today's technology kicks in. She could back in the day, she would have had to crawl out the fucking window and hope nobody saw her and just left the door locked. Everybody would have panicked. Holy fuck, who's in there? Did somebody pass out or somebody is somebody committing suicide? Someone would have kicked in the door. Right? Knocked it off the fucking goddamn hinges and you go in there there'd be nobody in there. You'd feel the air from outside and then look down, and everyone would see a giant shit and be like, ah, and the party would be over. And the owner of the house would be walking around going, Who did it? Which one are you, motherfucker? Jerry! Did you clog up my toilet, you motherfucker? You better drive away, right? That's how it would have ended. But because of today's technology, I'm not saying she didn't panic. You know, it's even worse as a lady because they're not even supposed to do stuff like that, right? And uh, she was able to text her boyfriend. And I would fucking pay at least $400 to read those texts, the panic in those texts. (laughs) And to his credit, he fucking, he he stepped it up. He took the hit. He came up to me. VH1's I Love the 80s own (laughs) Bill Burr and said, I took a dump in your toilet to a magnitude. It didn't go down. And I need the tools required to alleviate this situation. (laughs) So anti-douchebag of the week, that guy right there, taking a fucking bullet for the team. That, That right there is the reverse Peyton Manning award. He didn't fucking go, we had protection issues, right? No, he took one. He took one for the fucking team. Went upstairs like a goddamn gentleman, asked for a plunger, gave it to him, and it was all fine. And I went down there at the end of the party. You never would have known anything Anything happened. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, three hours after the Kennedy assassination, I bet it was, it was all, I'm saying, you know, marked it all up and everything was all figured out. I bet it was a nice road again. Mopped up the brains. What am I talking about? Um. Anyways, this is the podcast for uh. What is it, January thirtieth? Eh, fucking goddamn payments due again. Why did I do this? I was debt free, everybody. I was living a debt free life, and now I'm back on the wheels, right where that fucking banker cunt wants me. Um. Anyways, let's let's break into the. Uh, we got some advertising this week, everybody. As always, on the Monday morning podcast. Uh, if uh, if you're gonna buy anything off Amazon.com this week. Uh, just go to billbird.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see the window on the right hand side, underneath the iTunes um, banner, and just click on that. If you go to amazon.com, through billbird.com on the podcast page, uh, I will get credit for driving traffic there. It's a great way to contribute to the podcast, and 10% of all proceeds will go to the Wounded Warriors Project, and, uh, you know, we're doing all right off of that, so I want to thank all you guys, and, uh, I was actually talking to my advertising guy, you know, about all of this. And I'm going, you have to fucking let me know, you know, all the numbers and all that type of shit. Because I'm not going to be one of these fucking guys that gets busted on one of those investigative reporting shows. And he said it was going to the Wounded Warriors Project, 10%. Turns out it was only two. Then I'm fucking standing there all sweating. Well, you know, I drink a lot, and uh, I was trying. I don't want to be that guy, so I'm going to make sure every last goddamn dime. I might even fucking go 11%. So it keeps you the the fucking pricks away from me. So anyways, we have some more. uh, I got some more advertising this week. Uh, Once again, everybody, we're almost into February, and you know what that means. It's Valentine's Day, right? And it's a day for the ladies. Despite the fact you're both in the relationship, only the guy is for some reason has to buy the woman something for the life of me. I can't figure it out. And it's got to annoy you on some level as a guy, right? Like the whole thing is just like, oh, you should just be happy. Why don't you celebrate that you're with me? Isn't there supposed to be some sort of guy date around here like Sadie Hawkins Day? Isn't there one day where they should go out and get you some flowers and a fucking 12-pack something? Maybe uh, they they take the hit that month on the cable bill and pay for the fucking NBA or NHL channel. Maybe they could do that. Can I tell you something, ladies? That would be that would be that's the guy version of a bouquet or bouquet, however the fuck you say it. Police, police of flowers. The guy version of a, bou- a bouquet. I always say bouquet, bouquet, bouquet—a fucking thing of flowers. That was literally Porky Pig's bit without stuttering. A thing of flowers, Um, our version of that is if you actually make the payment for the NFL network that month. You know, it's about the same price, right? So, anyways, Valentine's Day's coming up. You know what you got to do. It's all about showing your love and not pissing off your fucking girlfriend. That's what it's all about, right? So, what do you want to do? You go to proflowers.com, everybody, just like we did last year on Mother's Day. You know, you know, it's funny in the copy here. They literally have that line that all women say, what did he get you for Valentine's Day? And it says that's what her friends will be asking her. And they're absolutely right. And they're going to be judging you, you know. So I don't know what else you're going to get her. But just to just to like this is the top of the lineup. You lead off hitter. You go to proflowers.com. This is what's so great. You can do it at home. It doesn't require shopping, everything that we hate. Okay. all you do is you go to proflowers.com. You type in the code name Burr. B-U-R-R. So I get the credit. I get a little kickback. I pay off Jimmy Hoffa, right? Everything's good. And uh for twenty nine ninety eight, you get a dozen roses, plus a vase, free chocolates, and a teddy bear. 2998. Jesus Christ, how do they do it? Thirty bucks. You get all of that. Sitting at your damn desk. You order it. All right? Or oh, you can even upgrade long-stemmed roses for nine ninety nine more. Red roses are classic, romantic, all that type of stuff. You can't go wrong with this stuff. So basically all you got to do is uh, you can call 800-PRO-FLOWERS and mention Burr, B-U-R-R, or go to theproflowers.com, click on the microphone. Oh, I forgot this part. You got to click on the microphone in the top right-hand corner and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, and, uh, and then that's it. You're all ready. You order this uh, order now, and this deal is only available until Friday, February 10th at midnight. So you're, you're at your desk right now. Just bang it out. You got it done, and you can relax a little bit. You don't have to worry about it. you know. And then what you do after that? You go make a reservation at some sort of restaurant, and you're all good, right? You're all good. Or is that not enough female listenership? You know what I want to hear from the ladies? I want to know, what the, what the fuck are you going to do for Valentine's Day? Huh? What, what are you going to do for me? I told you guys what I do. I always go out on the 15th. I'm telling you. Just go out the day after. Every restaurant in town is wide open. They all got reservations, and the food is priced the way it should be. It's a good deal, just like proflowers.com. How'd you like that? Tied them both together. And I believe every goddamn word of this shit. (laughs) That's the best part. Go out on the 15th. Go out on the 13th. Don't go out on the 14th. That's like going down to Walmart the day after Thanksgiving. Why would you do it? Face pressed up against the glass. You know, at very least, you're going to get your shoulder dislocated, right? Oh, my God. That is the worst night you could ever go out as a man with your woman. Okay, they already so many relationships are going to end. So many women are going to be expecting rings and not get them. And on top of all that, they're all going to be all fucking competitive, looking at other couples, looking at the other women, seeing what they're wearing. Oh, my God, I feel fat. Look at that bitch over there. Are you looking at her? You don't need it. You don't need it. Go out on the 15th. All right? Like a goddamn lady and a gentleman. You sit down. You pay the price that it should be. And, uh, you know... Dude, you go out on the 15th to a nice fucking restaurant, even one of these celebrity chefs, I swear to God, three quarters through, through the meal, the, the chef's going to come out and he'll come out to your table. He's got nothing to do. He made all his money. He's in a great mood. He's fucking getting drunk. He's standing there in his food network clogs. Right? I don't know. I don't know what you guys want from me. Um. Oh, hey, let's talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's coming up. It's coming up this week, and uh, I got a question for all my listeners. Why the hell are the Patriots favorites? Can anybody explain that to me? The Giants should be the favorites. They should be carrying that pressure. Why are my Patriots carrying that pressure? We played the Giants this year, and they beat us. Right? How did we get to the Super Bowl? We played a Jesus freak with a high school offense, beat him 45-10, to 10, right? Because he couldn't walk on the water. And then next week, we uh, can you say we won that game? We didn't. They got fucked on a call, and then they missed the 32-yarder. And next thing you know, we're in the Super Bowl. Now, I understand you need luck to win a championship as much as you need skill, but come on. All right? Meanwhile, the Giants beat Green Bay in Green Bay. They beat San Francisco in San Francisco. I mean, come on. And they already beat us. How are we three two and a half three point favors i, I don 't for the life of me i don 't understand it. I want to be the underdog if we 're the underdog, I feel like we can win that 's my thing this year that 's my gut feeling if we 're the underdog we 're going to win it if we 're the favorite we 're going to lose i don 't know why i don 't even know why I feel that but uh i really um, i can 't get a feeling for this game I really can 't every time I think the Patriots are going to win, I just keep picturing Tom Brady standing on the sidelines in the beginning of the fourth quarter, just shaking his head like, when am I going to get the fucking ball back? Can somebody please tackle Brandon Brandon Jacobs? Is that his fucking name, that goddamn refrigerator with a helmet? You know? That's the funny thing. They used to call that one guy Refrigerator Perry. He didn't look like – he looked like Beanbag, like a beanbag. He didn't look like a fucking uh, refrigerator. Why did I say beanbag twice? I was kidding who. I'm fucking nervous. I don't want to lose to the goddamn Giants again, and they're a better fucking team all the way around other than at the quarterback position. But even then, that's close enough, I think, because Eli plays his best in the biggest games. And once again, this is going to be like, it's, it's setting up to be an upset when when the better team is actually an underdog. It's fucking bullshit. We should be the underdog. I want to be the underdog. That's what I want. Let us be the underdog, and Tom Brady will get extra fucking mad, and hopefully, despite the fact that he might spend half the game on his back, He'll be able to just will us to a goddamn victory. All right, so that's my feeling. I have no confidence whatsoever. I'm not talking any shit. And if we win next week, I'm not talking any shit. I'm not talking any because uh, that's how I do it. If I feel confident and I talk shit and it happens, that's when I talk shit. But I, I don't I don't I have zero fucking confidence in this game. As far as I look at it on paper, I just think they're the better team. They got a way better defense. I, I talked about all this shit last week. Hang on. What's up? The lovely Mia, everybody. Who who gave me the chair down here? No, I'm not done. You have a question? Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. Please leave my sanctum here, my podcasting sanctum. Goodbye. Um. Alright, that's it. Let's 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 get on with the podcast. This is the Monday morning podcast, everybody. I hope you're having a lovely Monday. I hope you're enjoying the Monday that you're having. You know? Did anybody uh watch the Pro Bowl? Don't tell me what happened, I taped it. Um worst fucking all star game ever. It was already like a letdown. Because no one's gonna try hard because they play tackle football, right? You know, the NHL All-Star game, they don't check each other. They're just out there. They're having a good time. They're having a laugh, as Ricky Gervais says. Um, NBA, they're just throwing alley-oops. Nobody's playing defense, right? Nobody's wearing a cup. They're fucking dicks hanging out of their short. They don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then baseball. Baseball, you know, there's no brushback, brushback pitches. Probably the pitcher has it the worst because they got to go out there and actually try, so they don't get shown up. But everybody else is just having a good fucking time. But in the football, they—they, they, I don't know. You still got to tackle each other. So now they put it between right before the Super Bowl, so no one who's playing in the Super Bowl is going to be there. I don't know. I don't—I don't, I don't fucking like it. But I got to tell you guys this: I saw one of the most brutal sports I've seen in my life—the uh, lingerie football league. Has anybody seen that? And first of all, with all the bitching that women do, I don't know how the, I don't know who the the, the chauvinistic genius was that got this shit on the air, but um, Nia somehow found it, and I'm not putting that on her. I swear to God, she clicked through and she found this shit, and I sat there watching it, and I'm thinking like. Uh, Oh, wow, women playing football in lingerie. This is going to be sexy on some level. And I got to tell you, it was actually, uh, I don't think I winced more watching that sport than I have any of the four major sports. It just looks really fucking painful. They're playing on like fucking AstroTurf. With goddamn like Larry Bird shorts look like magic, jo- uh, uh, Michael Jordan shorts. Compared, these girls got like shorts up their fucking goddamn. They got like road rash on their butt cheek. They're wearing like half shirts, and every one of them has like these red burn marks on their body. It was just, uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> I was just like, why are they do? Why would you- why would you do this? you ever think shit like that? You know, I understand women wanting to do like the fun stuff of being a guy, like actually going out and uh, getting paid a decent wage to do a job. Like it's so fucked up. Women make less an hour. It really is. But, you know, they can get caught up in that shit and they can start being like, listen, we want to do everything that you do, even the dumb shit. Let's just say they gave you all the pads. Let's just say they did that. Let's just say you actually got to go out there on the field like a respectable fucking human being with actual pants on in a full shirt, covered up and protected. Like, why would you, you want to do it? It's never going to be bigger than the NFL. You're not even going to make WNBA money. All right? Then on top of that, you're going you're gonna to have your brain rattling around in your skull. You know? Why would you want to do that? There was absolutely nothing funny about that. <laughs> it, was just, it, was, uh, it was just difficult to watch. How the fuck did they get that? I don't understand. You know, recently a very good friend of mine got uh, demoted on some bullshit. You know, he was doing an interview and they asked him about women comment, comics and he made some sort of comment. And then all of a sudden, this defines him as a person. You know? And he gets busted down. He goes from a sergeant, they bust him back down a couple of ranks. Somehow he gets fucked, but somehow you know, despite the fact this guy was quoted in a major paper, I think the Washington Post, like a year earlier going, Some of the funniest people in stand up are women. He has that quote out there in the media. Somehow that didn't balance out, like, oh maybe we misquoted him, maybe we we're not understanding what he's saying. No benefit of the doubt. That was said, go fuck yourself, right? That's the world we live in. Where he gets called on his shit, but fucking Kobe's wife, you know, who stuck around those those last three years so she could make money for the rest of her fucking life, that bum, goddamn Frito debris in her cleavage from sitting on the fucking couch doing nothing. Nobody questions that shit. Or questions the lingerie league. There's got to be some shit out there. Some sort of women's league complaining about that. Oh, my God, we have hit a new low. I love how they always like that type of shit is like a new low for the exploitation of women. But for some reason, all these gold digging whores who are just clearly there for the money, sucking dick for fucking money. They never have a problem with any of these divorce settlements. When was the last time one of these lady groups had a fucking problem with any of that shit? That's why I don't like these fucking groups. All right. They're selfish. All they, they just give a shit about their fucking cause. And that's it. Okay? And their whole agenda is, is the cause first, truth be damned. There's no, oh, how did you mean that? Fuck you, we're burying you under the house. That's it. Fuck you and your career. We need hits on our website. Ah, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just fucking, I'm just upset. That was a good friend of mine. Still is a good friend of mine. And it was absolute fucking bullshit. You know? I'm so sick of people complaining that this unfair business was unfair to them. All right? Go on stage and be undeniable. All right? You do that, you're going to be fine. Okay? Then you don't have to worry about what's fucking between your legs. Oh, but it's hard. We have to do stuff. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. All right, man or woman, when's the last time you went on stage and you killed so fucking hard the show was over for the next two next two comics were up on stage and they had to deal with what the fuck you just did? Okay? If you're doing that on a regular basis, you're not going to have a problem. All right? If you're not doing it, I don't, I don't give a fuck whether you have a vagina or a dick. You have work to do. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're a director. Find where you fit in the business and you're going to be fine. You know? Do you think the fucking Hollywood is banging down the door to fucking book a balding redhead in his 40s? You think I don't have... (laughs) (laughs) You think I don't have my challenges? Look at me. 20 years in the business, I'm sitting in a room by myself talking to myself for a fucking hour. Where's my group? Where's my website? Where's all those fucking people going to be outraged? For the plight of the balding redhead. I can tell you right now, it doesn't exist. So go fuck yourself. I don't have any fucking sympathy. I don't. I'm done with it. I don't believe in handouts. It doesn't help the person. It helps him for a week. That's it. It's like that that, that story about the guy who gave the person a fish or taught him how to fish, right? Give a man a fish, he says, hey, thanks a lot. Teach a man to fish. And he's like, I don't want to. I have a vagina, you know? Ladies, let me ask you a question. How easy do we have to make it to to the point where you feel it's fair? That's That's my big fucking question. How far up, how much further up do you get to tee off on the golf course and still write down the same score as if you are as good as the fucking poor bastard 30 yards behind you? It's fucking unreal. You go golfing with the goddamn woman. It's like every hole you go on it's like you took a personal foul on the last play that'll be added on to the kickoff, right? It's just, you know, the genius of women is they're fucking organized. Guys, we're not organized. That's what the problem is, okay? And ever since we've been back in the day when, you know, you could fucking boot him in the ass right in public. No one would do a fucking thing. They got organized and they put a stop to that shit. And we've we just we've just been going, all right, all right, all right, all right, okay, all right, for fucking 100 years. And now we're in this fucking situation that no job having bum-ass women can be worth $70 million and no one even bats an eye at it, you know? This is when I'm gonna start having sympathy for for women and their goddamn plight in the world. Is when you have the fucking common decency to tee off from where the fuck I tee off. Okay, you want it to be equal? Back it up thirty, there, sweetheart. <laughs> Do you realize how quickly, I, if I ever decided to run for president, I would be one of the most. You just any podcast. Just spin the wheel, pick any one of them, and the campaign will be over. I don't know how those guys do it, those people who fucking run for president. I have no, like, it's like, when do you get it out? You know? And I'm not even talking, like, man-woman shit. I'm just talking about that, the bullshit, the fucking complaining that all these fucking losers, you know? Winners don't complain. You know? Whatever. They shake it off. They play the fucking game again the next day. That's what they do. Losers, bitch. Wait a minute. Isn't my whole podcast just about bitching? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I swear to God. I'm such a fucking moron. Like, I don't even need anybody to debate me. Like, I actually lose in a debate by myself. Pathetic. Um, and with that, one last piece of advertising. <laughs> I don't even know how to space these things out. Um, I have a new, new advertising this week. Uh... Uh, We're going to take a commercial break, everybody. I could have, like, music beds underneath this thing. At some point, I have to be a little more professional. Um, We have new advertisers this week. Uh, The Monday Morning Podcast would like to welcome Stamps.com. I brought this up a few weeks ago uh, about, you know, going down to the post office. You stand in those unbelievably long lines, right? And you know me. I'm all about that. I will stand in the line at the grocery store rather than using those automated machines. I will do that. And you know why that is? But I, I don't like doing it at the post office because there's a bunch of grumpy people working there. And you stand in the whole damn line. And about right as you get up, they going, oh, my God, I'm next. I'm next. They put up that little sign. Next window, please. And then they sit down and they eat their sandwich in full view. So then what do you do? You walk over to the damn automated machine. All right. You force me over here. And then there's somebody in front of you, and they can't figure out how to use a thing. All right. Well, Stamps.com has the solution. All right. This is basically what you do. You go to stamps.com. You buy and print. Of, you can, this is what you can do there. You can buy and print official U.S. postage stamps. So you don't have to go to the post office anymore. They give you the paper. They hooked me up this week. I actually have a mini post office right now in my office. I have a scale. I got the paper to print the stamps out on. I got all of it. All right? and uh, And I actually was able to figure it out, and I'm a moron. All right? It's totally convenient. You go to stamps.com. If you go right now, there's a special offer. You enter my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R. You get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks worth of free postage for a limited time only, of course. You know, when do they ever say it's forever? It's always limited. That's right. We're trying to motivate you to get off your ass. Go to stamps.com. Um. But before you do anything, when you go to Stamps.com, click on the radio microphone on the top of the homepage, and you type in Burr, uh, B-U-R-R, Stamps.com. I don't know. I got to tell you. I actually – I can't do advertising on this podcast unless I actually use the stuff because then I'll just feel like a total phony. And I actually – I had them. I had them send me the scale. I did the whole thing. I sent a package out to my brother. Ran the whole thing off. And I got to admit, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was a good damn time. So uh, <laughs> that's it. I know. I'm going against everything that I've said about these automated machines. I just, in post office, I don't know. Maybe do I have exceptions? Is that what it is? Am I being a sellout right now? I don't think I am. I draw the line if you're a dick. If I go down to the post office and you're a dick to me, you know, oh, you know what I did like is you actually had the option to buy all kinds of different stamps because uh, that's what I hate about the automated machine down at the post office. You you kind of can only buy those American flag ones as far as I know. So I'm usually so frustrated by the time I get to it. I like going down and buying really happy, silly stamps and then mailing it out to people I hate, like the fucking pricks who gave me my mortgage, you know. This goddamn scam. That's why I sit down here in this room with one chair and it echoes in here. Because I have to pay off all that fucking money. What what else am I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? They're taking all my money. You know, you can't just sit on the sidelines. You just can't do it. You have to participate. Or else they just come by, they turn you upside down, they shake all the fucking money out of your pockets. Because I'll tell you right now, I've had it with the the stock market. You can go fuck yourself, stock market. (laughs) I'm not doing it anymore. Stock market is the biggest goddamn scam ever. It's for the fucking rich. And they all get together next to a pool. You know what? Let's let's let's, let's just rip the rug out from underneath it in, in three weeks, okay? So everybody, attention. Sell all your shit. Sell all of it. We're yanking the rug out on Thursday. No, no, next Thursday. Next Thursday, Rupert. Next Thursday, we're doing it. Right? Then they yank it all out, all the regular guys fall to the pavement, splat on the ground, and then those rich pick pricks come back, and then they buy low. They've been doing it every four years since this bullshit started. You put your money in, and you can't get it out. I can't get my money out. Oh, I can get it out. They're just going to take most of it. They're going to give me a penalty for taking it out early. I swear to God, all the money I have in the stock market—I don't even think about it anymore. It's like it's gone. There's nothing I can do. It's just you know—I don't know—I. I want to buy stuff that I can touch from here on out. That's what it is. I'm going to buy precious metals. Fucking—I'm going to buy a goddamn avocado tree. You know, that's what I want because it's not like someday I just walk outside and the fucking tree's gone, or it's like an eighth of a size that it was. You know, I got a little Dixie cup of water. Hang in there, Bill. Hang in there. It ought to turn around sometime in the next eight years. Fuck that. Oh, Christ, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This has been such a weird podcast. I'm never doing a podcast again when I have to wake up at five in the morning and then go back asleep again. Do you know what that goddamn Joe DeRosa did? Joe DeRosa hustled me, Opie and Anthony, and Dr. Steve today you guys should really listen to the uh the replay of the Opie and Anthony show today. Um those who are fans of the uh the uninformed show that I did with Joe DeRosa back in the day. And I am speaking about it in the past tense because uh you know, I hate to say this but Joe unbeknownst to me has been cheating on me. Um for the last like 6 months he's on Bobby Co- Bobby Kelly's uh you know what dude podcast. Um you know, and typical Joe, he wasn't a man about it. He didn't say, listen, Bill, you know, I've uh, I've met somebody else. Um, this long-distance relationship thing just isn't working out for me. I thought it would. You'll always have a special place in my heart. He didn't. He just walked his half-Egyptian ass over to the subway and went over to Bobby Kelly. Dude, come on over to my apartment, dude. You know what, dude? And he's been doing that podcast over there. Do you know what I this you know what I feel about it? I actually feel relief. You know, like when you break up with that psycho and your, your fucking buddy starts dating him and you're like, Yeah, that's all you, buddy. It's all you, man. I give it my blessing. Bobby Kelly, I give it my blessing. Good luck with Joe DeRosa. Okay? You know what, Bob? I hope you're listening to this. How much is he already complaining? Has he complained yet that you pick on him too much? Is that what's happening? Uh, Does he feel like he's not being respected on the show? Does he want his name in lights on your show? What what, what else? I'm just going to fucking drive a wedge between both those cunts. I'm telling you, you know. And then he's probably doing his little passive aggressive things where he tries to take more territory, and then you give him shit, and then he says, that, "That's not what I was doing." Oh, Joe, we know all your moves. Ah, I'm just fucking around. I just like trashing Joe. And I actually owe that motherfucker a hundred bucks. I owe that motherfucker hundred bucks because uh, those of you who listen to the the uninformed program um, a long time ago. I bet Joe for some reason that he couldn't do five good push-ups, and it was the funniest. He actually did them. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. He like the first in the first push-up, his arms were already, he was his arms were shaking in the. Let's get ready to do my first push-up, push-up, and uh, he was so bad he was actually laughing. It was great, and uh, so today for some reason that just came back up, and. Me and Opie ben and Dr. Steve bet him 100 bucks each that he couldn't do 20 push-ups. So I know Joe. Joe doesn't fucking work out. So I'm like, he's gonna even if he's been doing push-ups, he's going to crap out at 11. And then we were given the option to then do girl push-ups, but he had to go 2-1. to one. So if he had 9 left to get to 20, if he was doing girls push-ups, he'd then have to do 18. And it was going to be hilarious because I was convinced that he was going to conk out doing girl push-ups. Lundbe-none, and he played it great. Go, wait a minute, make it 15, make it 15, right? Totally hustled us, like Fast Eddie, right? Unbeknownst to us, he's been working with a trainer, Joe DeRosa, with his fucking pretzel rod arms, his tin man barrel chest, fucking goes hits the deck and just bangs him out. And and I'm not there, I can't hear it, so all I hear is Anthony counting him going, one, two, three four, five, six, and once he got to seven, I was like, this motherfucker's, he's been practicing. I lost 100 bucks. I lost 100 bucks before the goddamn sun came up out here. I got hustled by Joe DeRosa, and it bugs me. You know? And that's why right now I'm trying to drive a wedge between him and Robert Kelly. You know? I love Bobby Kelly. Joe DeRosa I don't love. I don't have any love for him. And um, I just feel it's a shame that Bobby doesn't realize the snake that he has let into his uh, meerkat house. <laughs> what the fuck that means? <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I'm already going to predict this. That relationship, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna end ugly. There is going to be an epic fucking fight. On that podcast. And Bobby's going to call me. I'm fucking done, dude. I'm fucking done with that kid, dude. I'm telling you, dude. He doesn't know, dude. He doesn't know, dude. You don't rub my head, dude. It's going to be something. Joe is going to do something. Joe can't help but be fucking annoying. That's what I love about him. I, I really... This is my my over under is that uh June of next year. By June of next year. Oh wait a minute, that will probably happen sooner than that. They're going to have a couple of epic battles this year and then by June of next year Joe's going to Joe's going to be hitting the bricks again. He's kind of like that David Duchovny character on Californication except instead of broads it's podcasts. <laughs> Why am I trashing Joe? Why would I trash him? You know why? Because it's fun. You know, and the nerve of me to sit here and talk about who has friends or, or anything is I sit here and do this fucking thing all by myself. All by myself. I'm Ronery. All right, let's get to the advice for this week. Oh, no, wait. I, I know what I want. I want to talk about Internet porn, everybody. Internet porn, which is one of my favorite jokes Joe DeRosa does. And uh, I tell you what it is, but then he can't do it. Um. Anyways, so I've been telling you guys how I've laid off the porn all this year. I had a relapse. I watched uh, watched a couple this week, and uh, now I got to start over again. I got my one day chip today. <laughs> <laughs> how do you walk away? I don't know how to walk away from it. I can't. I am I am addicted to internet porn. I can't. I can't stay away for more than I. I think I went almost thirty days. I went about thirty days. Um, all right here we go so this guy writes he goes he goes hey there carrot top so I heard on your last podcast that you were trying to kick the internet porn because of the crazy shit it took to get you to get get you off or whatever Uh, how's that working out for you because I have the exact same problem and tried many times to kick that shit see this is why I love this email uh, because I feel like there's a lot of other guys in the same boat he goes whenever I tell myself all right. It's not healthy to watch 18-year-olds shoot golf balls out of their ass. Let's calm down. I stay away for a while, but I find myself floating towards that computer like Fred Flintstone when he smells whatever that broad Wilma is cooking. And I'm not even sure if it's a sexual issue, which he spelt with two Xs like Nikki Six for some reason, a sexual issue, because even when I'm in a relationship, having sex and all that jazz, I don't know why I wrote jazz, I still do it. I still watch internet porn. I could use some tips before I yank my dick off one day. Um, I don't, I'm not trained in that field. You know, I have no idea. I think you need to go to some sort of uh, jerking your dick methadone clinic if they have it out there. There's got to be some sort of addicted to porn thing. You know? Um, I would say I have a functional addiction. You know what I mean? Like, like we equated this to alcohol. Like I drink but I don't miss work. You know what I mean? I can shut it down. I don't, you know, but if, if I went by a doctor's prognosis, the amount of drinks I have in a week, I am an alcoholic. Um, I look at the internet porn the same way. Uh, they would definitely diagnose me with an addiction. But, uh, you know, whenever I've seen them show, whenever they've shown people on TV with porn addictions, it's like they're literally calling in sick. They lost their job. The staying home, just rubbing one out all day long downstairs. Um, I don't know. I actually think my porn watching is just like my boozing. I think it got to a point and I realized it was beginning to become a problem. And then I got to fucking dial it back. Although I was able to go a year and two days without having a drop. Um, But uh, the porn, I, I only went 30 days. I went 30 days. So now I got I got to fucking start over again. So, dude, I have no idea, I have no idea. But I got to tell you though, you know, it's like anything else. It says it takes six weeks to break a bad habit, and I went four. So now I got to fucking start over again. Um, I I don't know. I think it's just like drinking. I'm not I'm not going to ever stop doing it a hundred percent, but I'm definitely going to try and keep it in check. That's the best I can give you. But if anybody else has any stories or knows anybody that has literally been uh addicted to it and can shine a light on it. Why don't you send me your emails because I'll read them on this thing because God knows I'm not going to do any research, you know, research about it. Uh, Jesus Christ. Is there any momentum left in this Um, advice for the week? Hey, dear Bill, I started dating this junior, this girl, a junior, and only two months ago left in my senior year of college. I I totally read that wrong I started dating this girl A junior With only two months left In my senior year of college Stupid I know Things were great She was cute And extremely intelligent Dude right there You hit a fucking triple Uh, I ended up sticking around The area to get my MBA Even though she wasn't The reason I stayed I would be lying If I said she didn't play Play a small part I later found out That she was a She was a manipulative And juvenile bitch Jesus what happened it was all sunshine now okay here we go um or what the human races like to call a woman you know just when i think that i say the most misogynistic shit you guys always you out um ignorant me wow that's not even an expression um all right i think i just took back the title you out ignorant me you out ignorant me i just said that and i wasn't even joking um, anyways, but for some screwed up reason, I stayed with her basically because she had some depression issues, and did I, and I legitimately cared for her. Uh, dude, I, I'm not, I can tell you right now, they got depression issues, just walk away. You know, just walk away. The degree of difficulty, it's harder than me fucking trying to back that truck into that Model T Ford fucking garage. Depression issues, and then you got to, you just, the amount you're going to have to give. Fuck, fuck that. She, to, to People who have depression should be with other people who have, de- have depression. And then they can both lay there on the rug. <gasps> What's the point? You're sitting there all sunshiny like some dog that wants to go outside and run around, and she's fucking laying there like the world's going to end. You don't need that. Um, anyways, it got to the point. Where she would break up with me every other weekend, but then we want to get back together within days. I let this go on for quite some time because, like I said, she had depression issues. And to my knowledge, none of us would hook up with anyone else while we were broken up. Bet you can see where this one's going there, Billy Boy. Eventually, I found out she had hooked up with other guys. Yeah, on the weekend, she broke up with you so she wouldn't feel guilty. Eventually, I found out she had hooked up with a few guys from the university. One of them happened to be one of my really good friends. This is a guy that I drove from Indiana to Montreal to see the supposed love of his life a few months earlier, who I I later found out he had cheated on countless times. Needless to say, I never spoke to that douche again. All right, so this girl actually did you a favor because you could have stayed friends with that guy and opened a business together, and then uh, he goes to Acapulco with all your shit. Anyways. I try to break it off with her and get away, but like the manipulative bitch she was, every time I would dis- distance myself, she would start cutting her, cutting herself and tell me about how she was thinking about taking her own life. Okay, I was going to make a joke there, but just to save my ass as, as a liability thing, I'm not going to make the joke, but uh, you guys ever see that show, Name That Tune? I can name that tune in seven notes. I can name that tune in five notes. I can name that tune in three notes. At some point, you got to go, you know what, bitch? Name that tune. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If this was a normal situation, I would tell her friends about what I was hearing and let them deal with it. But since she had started being depressed, she had basically pushed every single friend she had out of her life except me. I know she was depressed to an extent, but let me tell you that my de- that my depression runs in my... F- I, oh, I have a depression in my family. Oh, Jesus, you guys are made for each other. I've dealt with it in some shape or form, whether it was my brother, mother, or even my own, uh, for the majority of my life. And this girl used, used it as an excuse to be an ap- absolute manipulative bitch to get anything she wanted. And he, all right, dude, you keep saying she's manipulative. At some point, you know... The only way someone can manipulate you is if you if you let them. All right, and I'm not giving you shit here. I'm giving you the power to get out from underneath this. Okay, how many times are you gonna try to kick the football and she pulls it out and you go flying on your back like that poor bald bastard in that cartoon, right? You know what you get, dude. Is this this is the life you want to live? You gonna marry this girl, have kids with this girl? You know, every three days ah, I feel like shit. Ah, right. Let's break up so I can blow the garbage collector. Just walk away. Just walk away. All right? He says, I really have no idea what to do. I think she's just being selfish and manipulative. But if I'm wrong, she ends up taking her life. I don't know what I would do with myself. If she ends up taking her life, I I don't know what to do with myself. Dude, listen. Yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble legally if I get. I'm not gonna give any more advice. All right, I'm gonna get in trouble with this because this is like a serious thing. If she's actually threatened that. You, you look, you're not trained for this. Neither am I. Go get her. Tell her to get. Give her a card. Call this number. Get some professional help. And uh, I don't. You know what? You make up your own mind on that one. You want to stay with her? You stay with her. If you don't, don't. Uh. You know. But anybody else who's listening, all right. You know. Life doesn't have to be that hard. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Hello, Mr. Burr. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and I've been catching up on as many of your podcasts as possible. Just listen to the latest podcast, and what a corker. It had me roaring my old fruit. What the fuck does that mean? What country? Oh, I'm English. Okay. What a corker. It had me roaring my old fruit. Is this somebody from England fucking with me? Uh, Just writing expressions that you guys don't really use? I'll play along. Fuck it. I'll read all of this like this is legitimate. Uh, It also got me onto your stand-up to which I used YouTube. And, yes, I viewed your material for free. Don't you judge me. Go fuck yourself. So this leads – I don't give a shit if you watch it for free there. I don't care. Uh, So this leads on to the question of when are you coming back to jolly old England for tea, crumpets, and soccer. Um... Oh, this guy's trying to be funny. Oh, come on. Soccer, it's football. It's a ball and you use your feet. How hard is it? Jesus Christ. This guy's doing like 80s. It's a ball. You use your feet. How hard is it? Um, Although using the basis of American, American football would be hand egg. Calm down, dear. It's only a joke. Isn't this funny? This guy in his head is killing right now, and I'm getting upset with all these amazing points he's making. Sir, do you really think that you're the first one from England that ever said, you know, it's football. There's a ball, and you kick it with your foot. Why do you guys call it football when 90% of the game, you're running with it? And I always say it's because it started off Is your version of football. And we realized how fucking boring it is to run around with your feeties kicking the fucking ball around and you can't use your goddamn hands. All right? We decided, why don't we pick the fucking thing up and try to run each other over with it? You know? As opposed to fucking acting like you fell out of a moving car at 40 miles an hour every time somebody trips you. All right? And all you rugby people, go fuck yourself. I don't want to hear it. it. came from rugby. I don't know where the fuck it came from. I don't give a shit. All right? It's called football. It's a man sport. And it's way more enjoyable than your version, which is soccer. Your version sucks. All right? Rugby is way better than soccer. Fucking up and down the pitch 900 times. It's so fucking boring. Everybody's singing campfire songs because they're just waiting for something to happen. I swear to God, that and cricket. Playing with that fraternity paddle. Um, anyways, while well, I'm English uh, pudding, that is need that is a need of some advice. This guy sounds like an old queen. Um, so any help would be appreciated. And if you're if your good lady Nia is around with her opinions, that would be smashing too. Um <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ i've been with my girl for 2 years and i've never been more in love uh we're going through a difficult patch right now but we're clearly and uh why cuz you're wearing her clothes uh we are, we are clearly going through a difficult patch right now but we're uh we're clearly clearly and openly and are working through it for some reason she seems to love me too Now, there's too many issues to go through here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Well, you just did with those two fucking sentences. However, about six months ago into our relationship, she sort of broke my trust in her. And I'm sure, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get over it. It's not like she got frisky with another gentleman or lady. She likes the weed, man, too much, though. She told me that she wasn't doing it anymore, but the whole time... Was, was getting it from her brother and doing it behind my back. To be fair, I'm not a big fan of weed or drugs in general. Then you know what? I'm not reading the rest of it. Walk. You know what to do. To get what you want, you got you to have zero fucking tolerance. Okay? Until you have a feeling. When you have that feeling for somebody, we just like, despite the fact that they annoy the shit out of me, there's something about them, then you're with the right person. Other than that, you know, I, I, I don't want to hear it. You don't like drugs. You're not a fan of drugs. She's doing drugs behind your back. She was dishonest about it. You know, that's the tip of the fucking iceberg. All right? Just walk. Okay? Kick your soccer ball down the fucking street and uh, go find somebody else. Go take out a personal ad. Looking for a new bird. (laughs) Overrated, underrated for the week. I got to wrap this up. This is getting a little long here. Uh, Overrated, underrated. Um, Underrated, driving barefoot. I understand it's winter where you live and probably not really cold, but I know you've lived in cold climates. It's like unprotected sex with a motor vehicle. Pushing the throttle with just my big toe almost gets me hard. Ugh. Uh, underrated. Getty Lee's bass technique. A while ago on the podcast, you talked about how well Angus Young of ACDC developed his guitar technique and was able to do so many great things with a really simple guitar line. I was actually talking about Malcolm Young. Getty Lee of Rush is able to do a similar thing with the bass line and spice up a song in a way that fans would never expect. Um, yeah, I totally respect those guys, obviously, as, as musicians. I've just never been really a fan of uh, – it's too nerdy. Too uh, Dungeons and Dragons for me. I just never got into it. Um, overrated, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I would say the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is 90% overrated. You know, looking at all those stupid jumpsuits that people wore uh, is boring. It's like walking into a clothing store and there's nothing in there that you'd ever fucking wear, and you want to get out of there. But there's fucking four floors of it, you know. Um, but they did have they did have some cool shit. When I went there, they had John Bonham's uh, Green Sparkle Ludwig drum kit, and I'm not gonna lie to you, if I didn't just sit there with my jaw on the ground, staring at how fucking little it looked and just thinking of all the fucking music that came out of that thing and all the songs, you know, that they recorded on that. There was a couple of things that I saw in there uh, that really just blew me away. I'm into that type of shit, that uh, historical stuff. If it's something I'm into, that if somebody actually – like I like performing in theaters where – bands or comedians that I was you know a fan of actually performed in and then I always get bummed out when they go uh you know well this isn't the original stage we rebuilt the stage that always fucking bums me out it's like I want to stand on the same fucking wood they did I don't know I'm weird like that but whatever um anyways that's the podcast for this week that really just ended on a fucking whimper then it do, do I got anything else am I really gonna end on that Am I just going to take a knee and run out the clock for the half and get booed by the hometown fucking fans? Um, I think that's all I got. You know, I had a rough week, okay? I had that fucking party. I took the side view mirror off. Can you guys please tell me where the fuck I can buy uh, buy some parts for a 68 F100? Because I got to tell you something, man. I was out in Texas when I drove from Houston to Austin last week. And uh, I got a tip from somebody to get off the major highways, and you're going to find all those old cars and junkyards and shit. And I found a great junkyard actually off the highway, and I pulled in, and it was like three of the rattiest looking houses you've ever seen in your life and like three football fields worth of old cars behind it, all right? And um, I have the original jack to my truck, but I don't have the jack handle or the whole thing that – the spare used to be underneath the truck. I don't have any of that anymore. So I want to get that and put the spare back underneath and get the old jack handle if I could. And uh, so I pulled in to this place, and I just got freaked out. Even though it was the middle of the day, there was all these keep out, no trespassing signs, and there was three different houses, and I couldn't figure out who owned it, and it was fucking Texas. So if there was an eight-year-old in there, the kid was going to be strapped. And uh, so I fucking drove away. So if anybody knows... In the L.A. area, I'll start there. Or if you go on my website and you look at some of the gigs I have coming up, if you know, uh, like, where am I going to be? I got my redneck tour coming up. Wait a minute. This is perfect. This is perfect. Um, I'm going to be on February 7th. This is my next gig. I'm going to be at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. On February 8th, I'm at the Stardome Comedy Club in Hoover, Alabama. And then I'm at the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta, Georgia on the 9th. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my redneck tour. And uh, I know that there's a bunch of old F-100s around there. So if anybody knows a junkyard, and I'm going to be driving that whole way, all right? I'm driving Charlotte over to Alabama, then over to Atlanta, and then I'm flying back home. And I'm flying in and out of uh, Atlanta. So I also drive up to Charlotte. So if you guys know any old junkyards and shit like that out there, I greatly fucking appreciate it because uh, – You know, I want to have this thing. Like, this fucking truck is the shit. It's like everything. I got the matching numbers, the original fucking motor, uh, cigarette lighter, ashtray. The whole fucking thing is just the the steering wheel, all of it. Like, I I actually went on the Internet, and I was looking at old uh, F100 ads, and they were showing the interior, and this thing hasn't been modified at all. It's got fucking drum brakes, no power steering. Three on the tree. It's a fucking monster. It's a fucking monster. And I got to back this bitch out at a 45-degree angle, and I wake up the whole neighborhood. So anyway, so I want to get the original side view mirrors as opposed to the plastic pieces of shit that are on the side. And uh, like I said, if you know any junkyards out there, i greatly appreciate it. So that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Um, Why don't I end hyping my dates? Uh, The other dates I have coming up... um, I'm going to be doing, after I do my Redneck tour, I then come up to the East Coast. Uh, and I'm doing the tri-state area. Bergen Theater, February 16th, Englewood, New Jersey. Then I'm doing uh, the Fox Theater in, uh, at Foxwoods, Connecticut. We just added a second show. So thank you to everybody who went out and bought all those tickets. We've added a second show, February 17th. And then I'm going to be in Westbury, New York. Uh, Theater at Westbury on February 18th. And uh, that is the deal. So please come out once again. Thanks to everybody who's been coming out to my shows. I'm getting geared up to do my special. So, um, you know, no courtesy laughing, people. Just laugh at what's funny. You'll really be helping me out. And if you don't like what I said, just fucking sit there and stare at me, all right, with the dead silence I deserve. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Once again, go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in Burr, get your flowers, your teddy bear, your vase, and your candies. Go to stamps.com. If you're sick of going to the post office, I'm not saying you got to do it, but if you're sick of going down there, standing in those long lines, dealing with those grumpy-ass people, and you just want to print out your stamps on your own, go to stamps.com. Once again, enter the, the code name Burr. Jesus Christ, this is so much shit for a moron like me to fucking remember. Uh... Yeah, at the top of the homepage, type in Burr, B-U-R-R, on stamps.com. And Amazon.com if you want to buy anything. Not saying you got to. None of this. You don't have to do any of this shit, people. This isn't a hard sell here. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, I don't give a shit. You know I'm going to be here next week. You know I am. Um, That's it. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourself. Let's go, Pats. Let's go, Pats. Um... But I have, to, I, I have a I got to admit, Giants are like the one New York team that doesn't bug me. I don't mind the Rangers either. I don't mind the Rangers. I don't really even mind the Knicks either. I just don't like New York fans. That's just what it is, you know. I I, I you know what it is? I'm jealous that they have the Yankees and all those championships because the Yankees with all those championships have been able to cover for the. Not even like from the mediocre all the way down to absolute shit franchises that they have. They have five other teams that absolutely fucking suck. Um, and if you're sick of listening to me trash Boston, I mean, trash New York, if you want to see, hear something hilarious, uh, Artie Lang did this fucking hilarious song. Uh, you know that stupid New York song, that, that empire state of mind? Let's hear it for New York! Right? He did it for, like, let's hear it for Boston and just fucking trashes Boston. And it's absolutely hilarious. And everything he's saying is hilarious. Uh, Now, now it's funny because we've won all these championships. And that's the best part of the song is listening to him dance around the fact that we've won seven titles and we ran the table. (laughs) So Bucky Denton, all that shit's funny to me now. I don't give a fuck. But uh, just some of his – he made a a reference to Stitch's Comedy Club. Stitches Comedy Club that went out of fucking business in nineteen ninety-three. I know because I did the last weekend there. Um fucking hilarious. Uh oh, and when I'm doing it, might as well give a shout-out. Nick DiPaolo and Artie Lang, two of the funniest fucking comedians I've ever seen, do their own sports show. I don't know the name of it, but just Google and search them and uh, check out their show. And that's it. That's a podcast. Go fuck yourself. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>